Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-hosts, as always, the two uh, one and onlys, uh, J-Mac and Jordan, uh, on today's episode of Go Ahead. And football is officially back, man. We're going to be previewing uh, preseason week one for the Denver Broncos. Obviously, you guys know that they will be playing the Arizona Cardinals on Friday, which is tomorrow, as uh, we're recording this episode on Thursday, um, August 10th. So uh, the Broncos, obviously, like I said, are playing the uh, the Cardinals at Arizona at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, it'll be on CBS, Fox, NBC, NFL Network, and NFL Plus. So a lot of guys, a lot of you guys, are gonna be able to watch this, not have to deal with any kind of restrictions with where it is uh, live streamed and everything. So that'll be a big plus for everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm super excited to see our, obviously, our starters are out there. I know some people have strong opinions about whether or not the starters should be playing. I'm more laying on the on the end of the, I, I, I do agree with Sean Payne putting the starters out there. Um, he did say he's going to do everything the opposite that Hackett did do last year. So <laughs> this is kind of, this is kind of um, pretty obvious that he would make this uh, move here. But um uh, before we go and jump into everything, we're also going to be reacting to the depth chart, as you guys can tell from the title of the episode. But J Mac Jordan, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Uh, Bronco football is back tomorrow, baby. Happy about it. I mean, it's been a long time coming, man. Yeah, I'm just excited. It's game week. That's all. It's game week. Game tomorrow. I'm excited. Absolutely. Can't wait to get back in the groove of, you know, posting Broncos, everything. Obviously, Jordan tweeting Broncos, me posting Instagram Broncos. It's just it's a good time, man. And then obviously the podcast, um, we're going to have an episode right after the game tomorrow reacting to how the game went. Obviously, if the Broncos win or lose, it really doesn't matter. Um, I am, I'm not going to take the preseason too serious. The one thing that I'm going to be making making sure to keep an eye on is the kind of like the second team and uh, both on offense and defense, seeing how that depth looks, because that's going to be really poor in the season. Let's say knock on wood injuries do occur like the previous in previous years that this depth is going to need to step up and we've heard some glaring uh you know praises from joe lombardi and uh vance joseph about how they like the depth on the defensive line and the offensive line we'll see if that actually proves to be true in game because there has been a little bit of uh issues in practice but i feel like they have had their bright moments like yesterday isaiah prince had his best practice as a bronco that was really cool to see he really stepped up in place of uh mike mcglinchey which by the way uh 
um, has that knee sprain. He's going to be out for two weeks. So we will not get to see Mike McGlinchey with the starters in preseason, uh, but he is uh, fully expected to be ready for the season opener in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Um, so, or in Denver against the uh, Raiders, excuse me. So, um, let's go ahead and react to uh, this dev chart first, though. Um, a few surprises for, uh, from some people in the media. You guys could probably not see it too much, but if you guys zoom in on your screen, you'd probably be able to see it. Our listeners on Spotify, App Podcast, we're going to kind of talk you guys through it um, as well. So biggest surprises for, to a lot of people were um, Caden Stearns, Kareem Jackson being the co-starting safeties. That really didn't surprise me at all. I mean, if they kind of put Caden Stearns at the starting safety, that may have caused a little bit of, uh, I want to say controversy, but just kind of confusion throughout the preseason. Um, I don't know. Maybe it would have caused less confusion if they did put him uh, as a starter heading in week one of preseason. But um, you guys can have your opinions on that. Uh, then Tyler Beatty is RB3 ahead of Jalil McLaughlin. Um, and then Jalil McLaughlin is RB5. Uh, behind Tony Jones Jr. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Sean Payton may be giving a little bit of message that Jalen McLaughlin is going to need a really, really good preseason to leapfrog the two running backs ahead of him. Um, then Adam Trotman, tight end one ahead of Greg Dulcich uh, is another big one. Um, but then the biggest one to me uh, that stood out the most, um, and I don't think a lot of people talked about this. I do. I did see that uh, Sarah Benninger, uh, site expert, predominantly orange, did write about this. Nate Atkins is tight end four ahead of Albert O and Tommy Hudson. Someone that was kind of like considered not really uh, probably probably the last guy on the tight ends list for a lot of people in Broncos country. Um, he's just like whenever I watched his highlights when we signed him out of South Carolina, I instantly became a fan. I really like this guy. His receiving ability, but not only that, his blocking He's really showcased that in camp. He showcased it in South Carolina. A lot of draft analysts talked about that. So that's something that's already put the undrafted uh, rookie um, in you know good position to potentially make the roster. If the roster were, were to be made today and Sean Payne decides to carry four tight ends, you could have a, a real shot at actually making this roster. You would actually make the roster. So um, I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts. Are there any – what were the um, – the rankings and kind of starting a starter, second string, third strings, which ones were the most surprising to you guys? Well, I think for me, obviously was tight end. I was not expecting Adam Trotman to be number one on the depth chart. Um, I was, I just wasn't expecting it. I mean, they said Sean Payton, it's kind of a wake up call for Dosik, like not like a bad thing, but just like showing him like, we're going to start the most complete tight end. And they said his receiving is really great, but his blocking needs work. And that's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a wake up call for him to like, you know, get better on his blocking. I do think when the season starts, Dulcich is going to be tight end one. I don't know if this is going to last that long. I think this may just be, you know, like Sean Payton said, kind of a wake up call. But I mean, it was very surprising. Another thing that kind of stood out to me was Tremont Smith being nowhere, nowhere near on any of the returns, like not yeah. second string, not third string. That was kind of also like, notice. Notice that Riley Moss is above him in the nickel corners. Yeah, like I mean, it's kind of. Right. Um, that was kind of the shocker for me. Just like wow, like what is his role going to be on the team? I mean, nobody really knows. But those are really just the two that kind of stood out. Nothing really kind of else surprised me. People were talking about Forsyth being below Wadenberg. I mean, but a lot of these. I mean, remember it's the first depth chart. Things are going to change. Once they see things in the game, is going to change. This is not going to be the final depth chart. But, I mean, the trial men at one and no Tremont Smith at kick returner, those are the ones that just kind of had me like, wow, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Uh, obviously, Dulcich being tight end two was uh, a little, you know, confusing for me. But uh, 
I know it was mentioned like on Twitter and stuff that maybe it's like a wake up, wake up call for him. Maybe he needs to start blocking more stuff like that. So I wouldn't be too surprised that it won't stay like that for a while. I think Dulcich would end up being tight end one. Uh, I do like that Brandon Johnson is getting some love on the depth chart. He's right behind Corden Sutton. I do like that because uh, sometimes these these unofficial depth charts can be a little bit crazy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of glad you know he was right be- right behind Sutton, and uh, you know th- there's other few interesting ones. I was surprised Javion McLaughlin's all the way at running back five. He's not even ahead of Tony Jones Jr., which is a little bit crazy to me. But we'll just see how the preseason plays out. You know, yeah, that's very crazy. I understand Tony Jones Jr. has the familiarity familiarity in the offense, but he has not had a good – I don't think he's had a, a, a great camp, um, and I don't I don't think he's had a bad camp by any means, but he's just kind of, like, been in the middle. He But Jaleel McLaughlin's had the best camp, in my opinion, of any running back. Um, Javante, obviously, he, he does Javante things, so you can't really include him, but um, I thought Jaleel McLaughlin at least deserved running back four for the initial depth chart, but um, he'll prove himself in the preseason. Um, we'll talk a little bit about him in, um, in a minute but also Jonathan Harris is a starting defensive end this is a little interesting um, opposite DJ Allen yeah. so that one was a little interesting I talked about Riley Moss uh, being um, in front of Tremont Smith not at nickel corner but um, at right cornerback so that was interesting um, it's like J-Mac does bring up a point a good point because he obviously he was signed to be a special teamer but like did you really pay him five million just to play special teams like that that kind of it doesn't really make a lot of I sense. Mean, like him just being a special teams coverage for five million, he's got to be like shooting down there, like fucking David Hester or something. Yeah, I mean, like when we signed him, you know, we thought it was definitely going to be returner. Um, and then we drafted Mims, and I, I thought it would be like a little competition, but I thought they would just give it to you know Tremont, like let him ride it out. Um, but then I thought he would get some corner reps, and Denver's kind of made it clear that he might not be playing any type of cornerback on the team. I mean, bringing in Fabian Moreau, drafting Riley Moss, it's just very kind of touch and go. I mean, just look at all the corners on there. Uh, Jaquan McMillan, um, Delonte Hood. I mean, it's just – and I, I don't even think Fabian Moreau is listed on here. And Riley Moss is heard, the same Bassey, Fayon Hicks. I mean, it's just a lot of corners, man. And I don't know. Like, that one's just kind of a head-scratcher. Maybe – you never know. Maybe, like, he's he gets cut before the season starts. Maybe, you know, it was just kind of a trial run. Maybe he gets cut. I mean, th- that's that's what I'm thinking. Another one I was actually kind of surprised with, and I actually kind of talked with Sarah and Cody down in the in our, our PO chat, and uh, I, I'm getting to the conclusion that Lloyd is going to be the uh, starting center. But, I mean, Alex Forsythe to be the third-string center and Luke Wattenberg to be in front of him. <laughs> I think is absolutely insane. Uh, I, I, I would die on that hill. I mean, I believe Alex Forsyth is better than Luke Wattenberg. I don't think that is going to stay. Yeah, I don't think that's going to stay <laughs> as put. I think that would be uh, moved up for Forsyth. Also, another one that caught my eye was uh, Christopher Allen. Uh, he's the fourth string uh, in his position. Yeah. That was kind of surprising. I was actually kind of big Behind on him. Thomas Incombe. That is crazy. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. I was kind of. He has had a good camp though. Yeah, I was kind of big on him, and I'm really hoping he can show on the preseason, kind of make this roster because I think he can be something. But yeah, that kind of surprised me too. Yeah. Um. The the last thing I want to kind of point out was um. You brought up Jonathan Harris. I thought Matt uh Matt Henningsen was gonna kind of lock up that spot. I mean, yeah. he did get playing time last year, and he. I mean, he didn't look bad, but he didn't look too great. Um, you can kind of see maybe he could develop there. But, I mean, everybody's been saying Jonathan Harris has been playing 
like a starter. So, I mean, it wasn't too surprising, but I mean, the way it's looking, like I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're doing the lineup this way. I mean, we yeah. could go out and get like, I mean, everybody's been saying, you know, we, we've been saying for a while that we think one more interior piece could kind of be the way there. But then again, though, I'm thinking, cause he, is he there for Mike Purcell or no? Who? Uh, Jonathan Harris. He's not there for Purcell, right? Uh, no, DJ Jones is going to be at uh, no tackle and yeah, Purcell's so. on POP still. So, yeah, okay, so that's tough. Yeah, so I mean, we can, I mean, I can see, I, yeah, I, I could see us definitely going after another defensive end, though. I don't know if Sean Payton and Vance Joseph are going to be too comfortable with it. that, yeah. but I, I, I definitely could see within the next few weeks Broncos going to sign one. Yeah, this, uh, this going in the offseason, the two veterans that were the biggest, not veterans, but two defensive linemen that were like in uh, conversation to be rotational or starters that I had the biggest question marks on were Ayuma Wazirike and Jonathan Ayers. And I don't know if it's just me, man, but I'm not too confident in Jonathan Ayers being the starter. I just, <laughs> I don't see it, man. Um, DJ, I believe it was Deshaun Williams. He did speak a little bit highly of him on our pod, I believe. Um, and he was really close with him as well. So maybe he, maybe he shuts me up. Um, but, yeah, Jonathan I don't think Harris, it'll be as bad. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be. I mean, if he does end up starting, I don't think it's gonna be the worst thing. He he will be playing around really good players, so that's also that's always a plus. Um, yeah. But I don't think it can be too bad. Like we we'll just have to see. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he did take a big jump. I haven't really watched a lot of his uh, tape from camp, so I need to look a little bit more into that. And then obviously we're gonna get preseason film, so maybe he is. Uh, he does look a lot better, and I'm sure uh, you know the coaching staff definitely has a much better eye than us. So. Um. So. Out of uh, all of the oh, and then another one we completely forgot to talk about. Marvin Mims Jr. is already the uh, starting punt returner and kick returner. Um, so this one make, makes a lot of sense. We were constantly talking about how Montreal has had a good camp at wide receiver and returner, but um, it's just not likely that he does make the team. And their next best best option is Marvin Mims, and we're gonna get a good look at, at him um, tomorrow returning punts in game so if he does a good job at it he's basically just locking it up and um guaranteeing him a good spot on the roster um also i believe uh at wide receiver he was the wide receiver um three opposite uh brandon johnson um behind the other receivers so um he's had he's had a good uh solid camp um ever since i left camp it seems like he's just been playing a lot better he had that 37 yard reception from uh russ which is a one of our biggest plays at camp so um which, by the way, Russ has just been destroying camp this week. Like he is just playing Good. like prime whatever quarterback you want to say, prime Russ if you want to say. Um, so it's just really, it's just really cool to see. Um, a lot of that's probably we don't even have to do a whole episode for camp because all we would be talking about is Russ, man. He just lighting it up with Cortland Sun yesterday. Jerry Judy getting involved a lot too. Um, it's just really, really refreshing to see your QB one and your two top receivers just balling out, even though they lost a guy like Tim Patrick. And then Brandon Johnson, obviously, uh, had the uh, ankle sprain, not as uh, severe as last year, thankfully, um, but he's going to be missing one to two weeks. So um, that's good to see our two top receivers staying, uh, stepping up big time. And then you got guys like Marvin Mims, who um, barely have any uh, experience at camp at the pro level so and already making plays. So that's really uh, encouraging to see. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, jump into our preview for um, 
our game tomorrow against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we got a few things to talk about. Uh, starting first off, we have this little traditional thing we do um, since last season where we talk about our keys to victory. Um, more so uh, for the preseason this uh, for this year, though. Um, last year for our keys to victory, kind of talking about how we want to actually win the game. But this for preseason, we're going to kind of talk about just how what are some things that we want to see for it to be a victory in our mind. Um, we're talking about a little bit before the show. It really doesn't matter whether or not we win the preseason game. It's whether or not, you know, the offense and defense does look good out there and the depth does look good. So what are some kind of kind of keys to victory to where the Broncos are coming out of this game? Either it's a L or a W, but you still were kind of like reassured about some things that maybe you had a question mark going into that matchup. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say three things. I think the first thing is if you're going to play the starters, it needs to be execution. You're playing the Cardinals. And, I mean, let's face it, the Cardinals, I think everybody kind of has an understanding that they might not be that good this year. They're going to be probably one of the worst. I ain't going to want to say one of the – just one of the less competing teams in the league. Um, so, I mean, I, I want to see the first team offense go out there and execute regardless of how many plays it is. Execute, see some promise, see light that they can flow. I know it's going to be their first time out there, but – um, I want to see Sutton and Judy catch just a few passes or at least get some targets. Um, I think, yeah, Javante's plan. I want to see him kind of get. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Some carries here and there. I just want to see how the offense looks and maybe, hopefully they can execute. Um, second thing is be prepared for the field. Because I don't want any injuries. I, I have a – it's just like one of those things where, you know, you could just see guys getting injured on both sides. Um, but I think that they need, to, they need to be kind of prepared for it. I mean, you saw the Super Bowl. I mean, you're seeing guys on their side getting hurt. You just kind of got to be prepared, man, because that Arizona field has just been talked about is absolutely horrible. Like, they replaced the side or whatever they did, homegrown. I don't, whatever they did, it's terrible. So, I just – we got to be prepared for that. And then the last thing, I just want to see special teams execute. I want to see good punting. I want to see good kicking, decent and just decent returning, like nothing too crazy. I want to see. I want to see what Montreal and Kendall Hinton can show. I, I mean, Marvin Mims, of course, I want to see, but I want to see what those other guys got to show. Um, I mean, Ben, uh, I think I said Ben Kotwuka. He's been raving about Riley Dixon and Brett Maher and. Um, Elliot Fry saying they're both hitting over 90%. Riley said Riley Dixon, in his quote, has hit punts in camp that are as good as he's seen in his 16-year career as a coach in the league. So hopefully that stands up. But those are the three things I want to see. One of the things I want to see going into the game is not beating themselves. And what I mean by that is pre-snap penalties. This has been a big point of emphasis throughout the whole training camp. Sean Payne has talked about it, it seems like almost every day. Uh 
we would love to see that being limited uh, and eventually to none. So, yeah, I'll be looking out for the pre-snap penalties and stuff like that, just not beating themselves up and continuously moving back on some certain drives. So that's going to be something I'm going to be watching out for. Um, yeah, I, I know uh, J-Mac brought up a good point about Javante Williams getting a few carries and then the field as well. Man, we just saw our former guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Marlon uh, Mack. Marlon Mack, yeah, uh, who we let go in free agency. He goes out there just a few days in camp, literally one of his first practices, tears his Achilles on that same uh, field. Um, you talked about it being you know, the same field that was used in the Super Bowl, guys slipping constantly. You see clips on Twitter. That field just looks horrible, literally lo- looks worse than the majority of high school fields in the country. It's just uh, unbelievable at this point. And Javante Williams, who I love dearly, uh, my favorite player, please do not give him more than three carries. I'm begging you, Sean Payton. If I see Javante go down, I will absolutely – um, give everything man. up because I will. This is our offense, man. This we're gonna be a run first team this year, whether people like it or not. And if Javante goes down, knock on wood, please, for the love of God, just don't give him too many carries. This field, Champagne said he'll test it out pregame, but I'm not. I hate. I hate that we have to even have to play on this field. I wish they could just reschedule it to Denver or something because yeah, this man, is just cause... unbelievable. Yeah, and that 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 goes for every team, man. I ain't gonna lie. You got to play in Arizona. I'm sorry, like I like. It's just the realization that some guys are gonna go down from it. Like you play on a slippery field like that, it's not good. Like it, it's it, it's terrible. That I mean, you guys just got new. Own- I think they just got new owners, didn't they? I believe. Yeah, something. yeah. I mean, it's, it's or a new GM. I think some I something remember. like whatever they got new. Somebody got to say something about the fields because I mean, Kyler got to go out there and play. He a running quarterback. I mean, we- we'll see. I mean, this may be a little bit over dramatic, what I'm about to say, but our season, it, I mean, fr- tomorrow is a very big game because if some of our players get hurt, I mean, our season is in jeopardy tomorrow because it that is. field, I don't know if people have seen the field conditions, they look terrible, and that's an <laughs> understatement. So our season is literally maybe in jeopardy tomorrow because if the Cardinals guys are dropping like flies over there, between Marlon Mack, it was a linebacker, and I think one of the offensive tackles, all got hurt in one practice because of field conditions. I am very worried about the Broncos players, especially our first team guys, guys like Javante, someone like Jerry Judy, who he's a great route runner and he steps, you know, you know how he steps, steps very, you know, quick and sharp. So those things, uh, you know, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be interesting tomorrow to see how that goes. Yeah. And the Broncos are already already having issues with uh, Doe Valley, um, with their field guys like Mike McGlinchey, Brandon Johnson, yeah. Tim Patrick, already all lower leg injuries because of the field. It's it's just getting annoying at this point. Um, it, can you just imagine being a player flying in Arizona and you know you got to play in that field? Like you just got an extra amount of fear going into that game. Like you're not gonna you're probably not gonna be playing like yourself. And because of that, like I might backtrack on what I said. Like I would rather the starters just play in the last two games and not this game because I I really do not want to risk uh, it. I hope tomorrow they just play him like one drive and that's it. They're saying 15, 18 snaps. I see some reporter, Peter Schrager, said around 20. And that that's quite a lot, especially yeah, I, I think uh, Joey Richards talked about this. What if it's what if it's gonna be a three and out? <laughs> How many drives is that gonna be for 15, 18 snaps? So please for the love of God, Sean Payne, just play this smart. Don't overwork the starters on this terrible excuse my language shitty field um and let's just get get those guys out of there get our film and just leave (laughs) because um 
it's it's scary going in not only as a player but a fan as well because you, you those are your your uh, that's your team out there and you've potentially seen guys slip that's just that's awful man and prayers out to Marlon Mack by the way I know he literally just signed with the team and yeah. finally getting back on track and see him go down like that man especially one of our former uh, Broncos that's awful man you gotta you gotta he had like a another season ending injury a while ago as well with uh, Indianapolis so it's just awful yeah, man um, so one of my other, uh, I, I don't, I'm not too sure if Jordan talked about this, but for me, one of my other uh, keys to victory, um, moral victories more so, is eliminate pre-snap penalties. That was a big issue um, in one of our uh, practices at camp for us, big issue last year. So I want to see if Sean Payton actually fi- uh, fixed that up and it cleaned it up to see how it looks in-game because that'll be one of the bigger things I'm watching. Will Isaiah Prince, Garrett Bowles, um, all those, uh, the tackles as well. Um, once, you know, Demontre Jacobs and Alex Palczewski come in and the guards as well, just make sure those guys aren't, um, you know, jumping, um, getting a little early false starts. So making sure that's uh, cleaned up. Um, then limiting turnovers as well. Um, and to make sure we clean that up as well. Um, turnovers weren't as big of an issue last year as they were in previous years with like Drew Locke and um, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, all those guys. But um, I would still like to be an efficient offense. And like J-Mac said, I want to see us move the chains, be an efficient offense, because I think that's something that uh, Sean Payne's offense has done well in New Orleans. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think that it's kind of a catch-22 because I want to see them execute, but then I want them to be cautious at the same time, kind of, because, I mean, another injury to this offense is catastrophic. If we get another injury to this offense, it's going to be insanely ridiculous to recover. But, yeah, I mean, Sean Payton, I I think the offense should come out and look efficient for the first game. I mean, I don't know how to look tomorrow, but I think maybe a second or third game you'll – like, I'm pretty sure Sean's going to play them at least two games. I mean, yeah. he's not going to, like, be like, yeah, Russ is not playing a preseason snap after uh, tomorrow. I think we're there. you're going to see Russ probably twice in the preseason. Um, if we do, I think, I, yeah, I just want to see sharpness, execution, like just, I just want to see how the offense is going to look, just a glimpse of it, of what Denver's going to do. And I know we both talked about pre-snap penalties, but you can, we can even say that for the defensive side of the ball, make yeah. sure they don't jump off sides and stuff like that. We saw a lot of that last year too, how they were just undisciplined and stuff. So it goes yeah. for both sides, the offense and defense. Yeah, discipline is a big thing I want to see tomorrow. That's And I know Sean Payne will already have the unit, the entire team improved in that. Uh, but let's see if uh, how they look in-game because we still haven't been able to see that. And then obviously another thing that we haven't talked about is uh, Colt McCoy, uh, their expected starter for the season because Kyler Murray unfortunately is out. Uh, with that torn ACL. So um, Kyle, uh, Colt McCoy and their starting offense and defense will be out there. So this is going to be like kind of these first uh, this the one or two drives that they're going to be out there is going to be a little bit of a, a good look at how the Broncos would look in a regular season game because they're going to be playing against starters as well. I mean, the Cardinals, uh, if any team is like really bad in the NFL uh, with their starters, probably the Cardinals and a few other teams. <laughs> so it's not going to be like a big regular season showing, but um, we're still going to have, like J-Mac said, another, at least another game to see how they look. Look, maybe the other team will play their starters, but um, that's a good thing to look out for. Kind of get a good look at how the Broncos look, not only in regular preseason action, but kind of being a little bit of a regular season matchup. But um, let's go ahead and we do this for every game, every year. Um, offensive player of the game, defensive player of the game. I know it's just preseason, but who's going to ball out on both sides of the ball? Um, whether it's first team or second team. I know second team is probably going to get more snaps, so that's probably your safer bet uh, betting for. But uh, J Mac Jordan, what do you guys got? So for me, I'm gonna do offense. I'm gonna kind of just go. I'm not gonna pick it like a skill player, like a skill position player. I'm, I'm gonna go Jared Stidham. I think I think we're gonna see kind of the most out of him in the game. 
Um, I mean, they, they've been raving about him in camp. I think it's going to be a good matchup for him. I mean, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be too much of a, you know, it's not going to be Denver's defense. I'm just going to say that. But I think um, he'll get some good reps in. I, I, I just want to see him kind of, you know, everybody been just kind of raving about him since he's got there. You know, just some of those been making great throws. I want to see how he works with the second team. Um, defensively, Jonathan Cooper. I mean, Vance Joseph raved about him. Um, I think, I don't know if it was yesterday, whatever day that it was within the two last days two days. Yeah, he absolutely raved about Jonathan Cooper. Say he's been one of the best players in camp. Um, yeah, saying that he just, he's had a hell of a camp, been one of the best players in camp and executing. You can kind of see the growth in him. Um, I want to see what he can do. He's going to get a lot of snaps to so him and Benito. Um, I, I, I was going to go with Benito, but I kind of wanted to go a little more under the radar than Benito. But I'm going to go Jonathan Cooper. All right, my guys. Offense, I got Brandon Johnson. I think he's going to ball out. Uh, I don't know how many snaps he's going to get, uh, but I do think well, he'll get a fair He's not going to be playing this week. Remember, he's out for uh, at least one week. Oh, so they, they already ruled him out for this one? Um, it's not like official, official, but they're saying one to two weeks. So I would definitely think he's not playing in this game. All right. Well, then that would be switching uh, my offensive guy. Uh, but I'll switch it to another wide receiver because he was actually my backup guy, Jalen Virgil. Jalen Virgil might have a great uh, game tomorrow. I, I thought he played good last year in the regular season when he when he uh, was in there. Uh, so he could for sure ball out uh, tomorrow. My defensive guy. JL Skinner, I think he's going to have a very good performance. He's going to show out, and I think fans are going to notice him, and uh, he's going to play very, very good. Yeah. Um, for me, offense, I got uh, – Jalen Virgil is a bit of a surprise. I would like to see him play good because he's going to need it. Um, yeah. Talked about that in one of my articles. Uh, so for offense, I'm going to go with Jaleel McLaughlin. I got to stick to what I said. I said he's having a Philip Lindsay type of arc in, in camp, and you saw what Philip Lindsay did in his first uh, preseason with the Broncos um, when he was wearing uh, number two. So um, that'll be uh, really cool to see how he uh, Jaleel McLaughlin's going to look in the preseason. I think he's going to come out showing that he, he deserves uh, that RB3 spot. He's going to get a few like really good carries, make Broncos fans go crazy. Um, I, so I, I think he's going to he's going to show out. He's just like one of those guys where I said it multiple times in this pod that he's a guy that every single carry he can potentially pick you up 15. Like he just got that explosive type uh, type play style to him. Uh, um, defense, I'm going to go with Drew Sanders on a second team. I believe that. He's going to play really well, actually. Um, I think uh, him being a potential starter for this team and being able to get those second-team reps, he's just going to stand out from everybody, in my opinion. You're going to see him looking like – there's going to be Cardinals fans even watching the game, but, like, why is this guy on the second team? He should be probably starting for the Broncos. So um, I think he's going to get a handful of tackles, maybe a sack. I think we're going to see him on the edge a little bit, maybe a couple of tackles for loss. I think uh, Drew Sanders, Jaleel McLaughlin uh, – are some of the best bets for uh, your players of the game tomorrow on offense and defense. Um, but anything else we want to go ahead and uh, uh, say to the fans and listeners, everything before we get a ra- go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, I'm going to just say, man, let's just uh, be excited for tomorrow. I think we're going to see like, is it, we're going to see good things. I hope to see good things, but everybody, man, just pray that we don't see any injuries. I just I don't want to speak into existence, man. But I just I really want to just I'm praying that there's no more guys that go down. Like I really hope so, man. But Bronco football is back, man. Let's get it. Exactly. I agree with everything what J Mac just said. I uh, would uh, retweet it if I can. But uh, besides that, 
just enjoy the preseason. There's some guys that, you know, have been having good camps and it's important to watch them. People like, you know, Taylor Grimes, uh, one of them is having a good preseason, be one to watch. Uh, again, mm-hmm. Jalen Virgil is one of my guys to watch. Uh, watch how Taylor uh, Batty does and even Tony Jones Jr. at this point um, and other guys like that. Does Don't make it seem all as a preseason, whatever. Make sure to watch those guys. They can make the back end of the roster and be a uh, a pivotal guy that we may lean on uh, later in the season. So preseason is always fun. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. If you guys are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow, leave a five-star rating, turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you guys, like I said, um, are checking out our socials as well. Um, for me at Broncos Avenue, J uh, Mac, J Mac Sports, uh, and then Jordan at Jordan T Lopez. Um, you guys can find him on Twitter as well. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed today. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm your host Amir with my co-host J Mac and Jordan. Until the next episode, peace. peace.